0: Hello, welcome to the Shropshire Football Podcast, episode four. My name is Luke Hatfield. I'm joined by two men. I'm sure you will both you all know very, very well now. First of all, Lewis Cox, Lewis, our Shrewsbury Town reporter. How are you? I'm well, Luke. How are you? Not too bad. Uh, we're also joined by Joe Edwards. Joe, how are you?
1: Hello, I'm a little bit
0: tired. Um... (laughs) Whose bright idea was this? For for those listening, we are recording a podcast at 9.27am. Whose idea was this? Joe, I, uh, I think it was... Um, Lewis's. Yeah, yeah. It, it would have been about 20 minutes earlier if, if <laughs> Joe was <on> time. <laughs> after rolling out of bed. Yeah, my idea. My yeah, bad. it's all right. Well, the coffees are in. I've got a gigantic flask of tea. I'm in my coach because it's freezing. It's still I'm, pretty cold. I
1: made this point to me to mum me yesterday while I was on my day off the, uh, I, I, We uh, had a, a trip up uh, to Blockswich, to anybody who knows Blockswich. That's so unfortunate. Not, not in Shropshire, but, you know... I trip up to Block Street I thought, you know, while she's in the jewelers I'll go in and go and get myself a coffee. And uh I said, "Well, why are you doing that for?" I said, "Well, you know, since I've worked at the paper, coffee has become an absolute staple of uh, my diet now. It's I didn't I, di- I didn't I didn't particularly like coffee a few years ago, but now I absolutely love it."
2: Spoken like uh, an old hack. Yes,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: fed up with, um, you know. Caffeine, it should be, it should be right next to all carbohydrates and protein now in, in your daily diet. All the
1: caffeine, all the sugar, and you'll be alright.
0: That's it. I went and viewed a house in Bloxwich and, yeah, swiftly left. I've never been to Blockswich before. If I was to go, what would I expect? Uh, there was a bowling alley, famous, now shut down. Yeah,
2: shut down now. Can't uh,
0: give you much else other um, than, they... b- b-
1: you know, a a few... Why
0: was this bowling alley so famous? Uh, it was it, terrible. It was yeah. It was like he was
1: falling apart. Famously, quite bad. literally,
0: yeah. <laughs> Just like the house I went to visit, actually. Oh right, it's a, in, an infamous bowling alley. Yeah. Mm.
1: Uh, the, the snooker club there as well.
2: The yeah, sun- we'll move on from that because it's yeah, um yeah, yeah. it's 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 very deep in the Black Country
0: rather than uh, in <laughs> the, the Shire Than tucked into Shropshire. Yeah, yeah. Um. One one thing we were talking about before before we came on air today. Um. Not sure if any of the listeners will uh, be tuning into this. The circle is as gripped. The Shropshire Star Sports Desk, it seems. <laughs> oh, oh I'm, I'm loving it. Me and my other half, uh,
2: just, you, you know, we, we count down to, to 10 o'clock every night, and
0: genuinely, i I'm loving this concept of a, a show that's, I find, you Yeah, fill the listeners in, because not everyone will know what The Circle is. Do you guys want to give it a quick plug? Yeah. Maybe we can get some sponsorship. Yeah, well, just quickly, I mean, they're all living in a, a big house thing, but in separate
2: rooms, and they can't see each other. They've never met in person. But they're interacting and speaking constantly on the circle, which is a, a social media made up. Speaking constant, messaging constantly, just yeah. just by typing. That's all you can do. They've only got one pic, one profile picture that people can go by, and obviously the names, ages.
0: But there's a lot of lying going it on. It can be
2: this. catfishing, and I don't know if everyone knows what a catfish is, but uh, yeah, that's when you, you make up who you are, and you're not really who you say you are. It's a bit like the three of us. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and yeah, it's really interesting because there's two or three on there that are just barefaced lying. There's a girl who's probably early twenties pretending to be a
1: sixty-five-year-old bloke. <laughs> there's, um, there's a chap in his twenties who's pre- actually pretending to be his girlfriend, and because of it, he's coming across as very cute to the others. And it's not doing too bad, is it? He, now he's the pop- he's the popular one, or she's the pop- very confusing. Um, and there's there's a, a few people who are kind of being themselves, but a, a little bit differently. There's a chap called Freddie who's who's gay, but then he's p- pretending to be straight. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's 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 quite uh, If you're into as unashamedly as myself and Lewis and, and yourself, Luke, if you're into that <laughs> like kind of Love Island Big Brother um, kind of e- easy to watch. TV. Can we that, do an hour on this? Instead? That, that's that's <laughs> the big thing for me. I, I you know, the, obviously I guess a few people have been watching The Bodyguard or oh. or, or you know Vanity Fair <laughs> or or you know, things like this. You know these real grippers, heavy heavy watches, these drivers, those, yeah. Not really for me. They aren't. So I just want something I can kind of half ar- ar- watch. You know, trash TV, that's, that's what I
0: like. We'll have to set up a circle podcast separately. And yeah. I'm, I'm sure we will get none of the audience <laughs> who have just tuned into the last three minutes wondering, is this, is this podcast about football? I can guarantee it is about football. We're going to talk, start talking about some football. Let's, let's start with Shrewsbury Town. Um, I couldn't believe it, Lewis. They got a win. Wow. Beat Southend. Derek Bish wasn't happy, but
2: I bet you were. Got a win just like I said they were going to, uh, I may add. Um, I mean, I can't be too smug as they've since lost. Yeah. Uh, of course at Scunthor, which was hugely deflating. But yeah. Obviously a couple of Saturdays ago, uh, home to South End. And I, I I think I said on here the last episode I, I thoroughly expected them to win. Performances were getting better, um, you know, so close to winning at Pompey, so unlucky. And and, and yeah, they were just generally starting to come together, gel, play well. And I was singing their praises really and I, I expected a home win. It was a, a big game for John Askey, but they delivered two first-half goals, did the job, second-half as a canter, and it was a massive result for him. It was his 10th game in all comps, I think 8th eight in, in the league, and he needed that win desperately.
0: 10th time's the charm.
2: Yeah, well, yeah. Um, they were so comfortable. That I thought they were, you know, without even playing, I think Matt Sadler said something after the game, they, it was like nowhere near their best performance, yet they totally cantered to a win against Southend, who were pretty dire. Um, I think Derek our uh, deputy sports as I would say as much and yeah it left everyone confident I think that they'd turned a corner that the season had sort of truly started they could kick on all those cliches that's that's what ASCII wanted you know to build on it momentum and yeah sadly momentum never arrived but you know Liangol got another goal at that point he was on three and four and uh, yeah Doherty Greg Doherty from midfield two and two so you know, goals from areas but yeah, you know, Scunthorpe has
0: left everyone a little deflated. Yeah, I must admit I did feel for Derek Bish. He brought what how, how many of the, the <laughs> Bish clan along to their first their first game of football and they got to witness a, a two 0 defeat, um with without little prospect of of a goal
2: at least. Yeah, well actually, um yeah, so, so Derek took two daughter his two daughters um, to watch his beloved South End away at the meadow. Um, their first their first time watching South End. I can't comment if it was their first ever time at a game. I think it was. But, but yeah, anyway, he, you know, it, a couple of pictures that they'd taken. It looked like they had a good time. You know, I'm sure they weren't as down as, as Derek what, uh, was. But I'm sure they're Be fans now. Well, well, this is it. This, <laughs> this is the, you know, I can hopefully sort them out with some discounted tickets and a season ticket or whatever. But on, on the day, this is quite good. In the match day programme, there was a poster of Matt Sadler. Oh, yeah. And so, like an hour before kickoff, when Derek had arrived, it's kind of having a bit of a laugh over text and he, he messaged me saying my two daughters now want to stick the Matt Sadler poster up in their bedroom oh, wow. so it wasn't the start you know yeah, Derek sort of got his Simon Cox posters everywhere and yeah the, the, two new Shrewsbury fans hopefully yeah. um, you know, especially after witnessing the Tremendous free flowing football that uh, Askew's men put on, show. <laughs> yeah, and it started well, didn't
0: it? I mean, Greg Doherty, first five minutes. I mean, you can't get much yeah, better start well, than that, can you?
2: Yeah, the key to that game, they scored at great times inside f- four minutes, and then first half added time, 2-0 up at the break, and it was a really weird first half. Thinking back, because they it was even, nil 0 one one would have been the right score line. Town were good for the first ten, then Southampton came right into it and you know threatened Town, and and it, and it was even and how they went in 2-0, I don't really know but it's kind of swings and roundabouts of times where they've dominated and not took the advantage for the first really and only time this season they showed a, a ruthless streak and it was like a here's what you can do when when you're sort of on it and clicking and Southend, you know, I was going to say they couldn't really deal with them but Southend played okay stuff and Town just took advantage of at their moments, something that they just didn't at Scunthorpe, uh, and that cost them. And it's so frustrating. Uh, Asking must be banging his head against the wall. But, you know, uh, he joked to me after the first win that he can sleep easy and enjoy his glass of wine, but I don't think he,
0: really, he was doing that on the way back from Glanford Park. Yeah, that's it. And, and Joe, of course, this is something you'll, you'll know plenty about. How big is it to finally get a win? Because we knew Telford struggled last season. Shrewsbury obviously struggled at the start of this season. Does it, does it lift the camp? It yeah. should do, I imagine. I well, mean, you know, it'll be it, a big thing for them. you
1: would like to think so. Uh, obviously, they had been. I mean, I'd, I'd done a, a couple of the well, one or two of the town games uh, before that, and it, there, there's still. I know it's ten games, eleven games in there, but there's still there's not a lot of uh, identity. I think is the right word uh, to to the team. There's, there's still a lot of people. In, in positions where you, you're kind of figuring out, are they the best fit? Mm. There's a, a few players that are liked in, in pre-season that I saw. You know, Fire uh, Kenabiri uh, and uh, Charlie Colkit. <laughs> not seen either uh, since. Not seen either since at all, and uh, that's been surprising to me. I've, especially Akenabiri, um You know, he, kept, he was signed from non-league. Uh, started like an house on fire really in pre-season. He was getting a lot of goals. And there was, you know, whispers around a sports desk at least that this chap could, you know, potentially be Shrewsbury's, you know, main source of goals. Yeah. And um, he hasn't gone looking, and for, you know, he, he was signed, and I thought he'd po- po- possibly be the, the number nine. And I think John Askey's thinking is that he's more of a wide man, but because of Sean Morley and Alex Gilliard. He hasn't been playing, um, but Gilead is an interesting one, um, I think Lewis will, will, will attest to this as well, that he, he shows a lot of quality in flashes, mm. um, he's, he's exceptionally quick, not perhaps like blistering pace, but he, 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 just, he just covers ground quick, he's quite stridey, um, yeah. like a gazelle, <laughs> 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 and, and um, he's, got, he's got fancy footwork as well, but... There's times where you're watching him and you think he could if he, you know, actually went for it, he could get himself, you know, seven to ten goals a season and a bucket load of assists. I think it's just a case with him and uh, quite a few other the truest players at the moment. It's having that belief. And um, that obviously that comes from wins. Mm. And that would have that obviously the win against End would have helped, but you know, this weekend just gone. It's uh, of taking a step forward and then taking one back. They're the yeah. same back to square one, really. Took yeah. the words
0: right out of my mouth there, I was going to say, is this one step forward, one step back for Salah? Yeah. Just going to add on, um, Fajiri, uh, uh, Joe slightly touched on
2: it there. I, d- I have asked you know, the manager what the what the situation is with him after such a good pre-season, and he, he sees him as a, a striker in two, not a lone striker, which is what they're playing at the moment. So it rules him out of that position. He also sees him as an option from the left and and alex gilead has, has been playing there um now you could absolutely make a case for for changes for town's next game after a poor performance and you know you could make a case for gilead coming out you could make a case for Wally coming out sean Wally, lee hangall the striker really you, you can make a case for a lot of them coming out and you know i, I think a lot of fans would want to see okan come in i'd like to see him come in and, and see what he could do but yeah, you know, he's not even been on the bench Recent yeah. weeks he's, he's not been on the bench and you know no disrespect to to Arthur nahua but he's been on the bench as, as a wide option with Ryan Barnett who's the homegrown player now nahua you know came on on the 90th minute the other day so it is is he ASCIi's first option on the wing if if Gilead gets dropped is nahua going to play from the start rather than Fijiri I, that would be a surprise to me and supporters but looks like that way um, yeah really surprising to not see Fijiri the squad Colquitt has not been in the squad. Um, there are a lot of players, it is a big squad, you can only have 18, but yeah,
1: it's, it's just a, surprises me. And, and this might come across as a, a little bit not, I don't want to come across as too scathing, um, but you often see this, don't you? Where players are signed, and then it's said, Oh, well, he doesn't fit in, into the system that yeah. we want to play. And you thought Well, how come he's, how come he's been, been signed then? Yeah. It, it just it gets you wondering because, as I say, from what, I've, what I'd have what i seen and what I'd heard of Fajiri or, or Faye, however you pronounce it, I'm sorry if I'm getting it wrong, but um, it, in pre-season, I don't know, it, you can't read into pre-season too much, but it, it looked like there was signs of promise really. And as, as we say, he hasn't been seen since. And... Um, yeah, it's, it's, just, it's just one that gets you scratching your head a little bit. Mm. It's a little bit the same with Colquitt because these are players that are obviously got talent, but they just don't fit in. And, um, you know, Shrewsbury obviously made a lot of signings and there wasn't going to be room for all of them. But um, perhaps, you know, it, it was just a maybe not make so many signings if you can't fit them all in. Because mm. um, there, there does seem to be... A bit of a you know an Alva spill at the moment. So yeah. Shrewsbury, there seems to be a little bit too many on the books. Uh, a, a couple of them really would you know should have and probably wanted lounge moves. Yeah. Um, you look at your aces and well how he's been. He's been struggling, hasn't he, with a bit Inject, of a knock? Yeah. But Nahua especially um, could have done with a lounge move. Um, fair play to him for getting young lad Shelley out on lounge this this um, earlier this week. He has gone out to get some games. That's that's good piece of news.
2: I mean they finally got Jules out as well. Sabani, yeah. You know, as far as I understand, just not not involved, not a part of ASCII's thoughts. We haven't seen him for, for for so long. He's never played a competitive Left off the game team picture, for, wasn't he, as well. For town it's um, never a good sign that, is, no. if but you don't hate the team no. picture. And well he was the only one that didn't probably say a lot, I'd suggest. Um, but just on it being bloated, you know, new signings Doug Loft, Hay- Ryan Haynes, yeah. Kieran Kennedy, yeah. the latter two are defenders. One of them's missed out every game. You know, There's been times where neither of them have been in the squad. Loft has not been seen. That's three new signings that aren't yeah. even getting the 18. It, it, I, look, obviously, it'll be handy if there are injury and suspensions. It, I, I guess it's better to have a squad too big than yeah. too small. Um, but then
0: it's keeping them happy and there was always going to be a period of transition if you make yeah, so many like, changes. Is like, is
2: Doug Loft, you know, and, and Haynes and Kennedy and and Fajiri, you know, Issa before his injury, are they, are they going to be happy at not playing in the 18th? Charlie Colkett yeah. um, coming in from Chelsea, you know, where you, you want a loan to progress or he's done okay on loan in the league before. Are they going to be happy? Um, well, I'd, I'd be from Chelsea, that imagine would. him to go yeah. Vitesse <laughs> Arnhem next season. <laughs> you,
1: you, yeah. You want, really, around a squad, about 21, 22, yeah. really. And Town have got about, it's got to be... 23, 24, yeah. To, you know, you want, you want that kind of 20 number.
0: Um, Competition, you, but not so much yeah, that it makes the, it impossible just, for some names to get them well, you, the way. You kind
1: of cast an eye towards January, and you've got to, you can't help but think that there may be just a bit of a you know a trim round the edge yeah,
2: I think um, getting ahead of the, the podcast schedule here Luke um, just uh, Saturday's home game of Gillingham mm. um, judging by what John Askier said this week uh, someone tweeted me this morning actually saying that he's sort of digging himself a hole that he's been so sort of scathing in his quotes he said uh, on, on Monday I think it was that he blamed no leadership at, at Scunthorpe but Tuesday he said um, something about not having a willingness to to fight and all that to, to work hard I think he's got to or going to possibly f- for the first time I don't know maybe look at calling a few making changes and you know taking someone out because they haven't done well uh, Ryan Haynes started the season and he's gone out for Beckles but maybe in attacking areas uh, Angle's got goals but he, Angles. He's, yeah, Angle's yeah yeah. I quite enjoy that but but when he's he's not in the goals, he didn't offer anything else really at Scunthorpe. I just I was disappointed with Gilead and Warley on the wings. And I just think he, the manager said to me before that he's not um opposed to four four two and I I dunno, I like packing the midfield, I do. I think four three threes have the advantage on a four four two. I really do. But Scunthorpe beat town with a four four two the other day and I I just think, I li- would I mean, I'd like to see Amadi Holloway in, because Joe was impressed with him in pre-season. Joe saw more of town in pre-season than me, so Joe's seen more of Fajiri than me, Amadi Holloway than me, but Amadi Holloway, uh, one of our double barreled heroes, yes, um, has come on from the bench a couple of times, and just been a presence in the one-aheader, you know, knocks it down for, for Angle and yeah, they were better when they went 4-4-2 the other, other day. Could be harsh in midfield, because the central midfielders have certainly we were doing really well before Scunthorpe. I mean, Ollie Norbin, I've been so impressed. Doherty's been in the goals. Anthony Grant, it's been a bit of a phenomenon, really. So, but I just think it's probably, I mean, it's a massive game the weekend, 20th against 21st. And it's a game where Town should at- be attacking and look to take the, and I just think there's a real possibility for changing faces
0: and possibly a system, I do. Mm. Well, I mean, 20th place, as you said now, um, is there any serious pressure on John Askey? Um Again,
2: I think the first... Before the South End game that they'd won, there were pressure from the stands. Maybe it's this... Uh, actually, our, our column... Uh, sorry, our, our... What what word am I trying to use here? Our colleague, Matt Mayer, did a column uh, in the Star this week about uh, fan pressure online and the, the volume of... He's he's a villa reporter. Matt Mayer was getting pelters yesterday. Right. I did feel bad for him. I was going
0: I was thinking of jumping in but I was like, oh, he's I don't a know. He's,
2: he's a villa reporter and um the Villa fans are like, well, you're a villa fan, Luke, Yeah, but yeah, they're, yeah. they're far from pleased are they, Mr. Bruce? They are happy at the moment. And put it that way. But yeah, Matt Mayer did a column saying, you know, what what is what defines fan pressure? Is it Twitter and social media? Because it just seems just overly Loud and kind of maybe not a true reflection no. of. I, I heard Matt say, or uh, Red White said, you know, when it comes into the stadium, yeah, then you, you, right. you, of course, that's when you you take note. Now, obviously, the Meadow crowd hasn't been as big as last season, but yeah, I didn't really sense that in the stadium yet at all. While there were a number of
0: people on social media, I mean, it's always it's, exacerbated on social yeah, media, like they, I, they, you they, get people who wouldn't necessarily speak up face to face who are behind yeah, the computer or, or screen or have been winning.
2: to the games or listen to the games or whatever like you know they, they beat South End, they went and lost at Scunthorpe and there was loads of like ask out nonsense and it's like you know have, have you been realising that they've been getting better you know Scunthorpe hopefully it was a one off I don't know um, so I think the win against South End eased any sort of pressure from the stands if that was starting to build which maybe it was as it was his 10th game I think it took a lot of pressure off him sort of weight of monkey off their backs mm-hmm. um, I don't I don't really think from the, the club that he's under, under pressure from the club it, in the league he's won one in nine and I said in a video earlier this week that he can't win one from the next nine in the league yeah because you know that in you into, you're in real problems. into mid-November or whatever and you're well in the bottom four with just two wins but you know I, they've they've been playing better and the win was coming and you could see that and i would like to think i don't know i don't think anyone has the answer to this at the moment that the scunthorpe performance was a in defeat was a one-off um, they were really poor for 10 50 minutes start of second half and that lost them the game mm. they need to learn lessons from that need to learn lessons from not taking advantage when they were on top in that particular game, but certainly not come out of the traps at uh, 50% or less because they're not good enough to do that. And they got found out and they can't do that again. And that's why I think Asking might make changes to make a statement. But the pressure thing, I'd no, not yet. Um, mm. Not yet. I mean, we're going on to the 10th league game. Um, they're out of the bottom four on goal difference. You know, they get the right results say on Saturday and it, you know, put a little bit more daylight and, and then you look for, for momentum again. So no, no. Unless the the defeats start piling up, especially again, you know, at home against Gillingham, mm. um, then, then he could be in trouble. But you know, I I would expect the quality town have to dispatch Gillingham at home on Saturday. Yeah, I so. hope. <laughs> I don't expect. I don't know. But yeah, no, I
0: expect them to. Let's hope so. Uh, so one man who might be under pressure, John Askey, One man certainly isn't, going Cowan. Uh, <laughs> things going well for Telford, and we'll talk about the Stockport game very quickly. Before, um, it's good to get a point on the board, especially in the way they did yeah. after, after the previous result against Darlington.
1: Yeah, and you know, that 3 0 loss at Darlington, the, the big focus uh, for Gav and all the players, and this is a focus that they've carried fr- fr- from the start and they'll carry throughout the season, is that they never ever want to suffer back to back losses. You mm. know, they, they're going to, you know, it's it's kind of, it's, it's, it's something that they don't even want to, you know, entertain the idea of losing back to back. And um, if, if you're a Stockport fan, especially, probably say Telford perhaps should have lost um, no. that, that game. Um, you know, they got that got to the error mark, and honestly, they probably could have been two or three down. Didn't look up for it, no. No, they did look up for it. Um, it was, it was. Fair play to Stockport, to, to be honest, they, they came with a good game plan. Games are coming to the new book said very different differently these days, and and Gabber spoke about this in the last few weeks. That the, the term he's used is that they're looking to come and spoil. Yeah. So they set up very defensively because Telford for the very possession based these days with a, a narrow midfield forward like to you know it, it, it's like a diamond shape, but then goes to flat and they're very kind of flexible. Players interchanging positions, nice short sharp play, and then look to release the quick front two yeah. of uh, Andre Brown and Daniel Ludo, who have caused a hell of a, a hell of a lot of problems. But Stockport had set up very very well against that, and you know they'd caught them. Um, you know they got their goal. Um, they did the woodwork a couple of times. Come the error mark, missed one or two, you know decent chances. And um, it was it was in fairness to Telford that. You know, I think I wrote in my analysis. You know, a Telford of last season, or perhaps a season, you know, before that, would have kind of just folded. Mm. Um, you know, under the pressure, they'd conceded a goal so so often last season, they'd concede and the heads would drop, they'd, they'd beat themselves up about it, and then they'd go on to lose two or three. But this Telford side, has got kind of a never-say-die attitude, keeps mm. plugging away, and uh, they got the they got their equaliser right. Right at the end, uh, just before stoppage time, Henry Cowan's coming up with it. And just a quick note on Henry. He's a a much-changed player, in my eyes, um, under Cowan. He's he's not changed physically. He's still very slight. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, he's got to be about nine and a half stone, ten stone max. Soaking wet. Yeah. (laughs) But but that's that's where he takes people by surprise because last season... Opposition would have expected well. He doesn't really. He's not going to really fly into challenges. He's not really going to cause us any problems physically. Mm. And I've, he was a little bit. He, sh- he showed quality last season, but he was a little bit in his shell. I think he was a little bit low on confidence. But th- this season, he's yeah, yeah. he's he's everywhere, and he's flying into tackles, sliding tackles, going up for headers, albeit not winning every one. Yeah, but he's really putting himself about. And he's and he's he's having a creative influence on the team as well he, I mean he did last season but because he's putting that working off the ball as well you, you just notice that extra 10% off him so he got himself that goal and um, in the end it was a very you know hard fought uh, point mm. and after 10 games that leaves that left them third in National League North and you know often the old the old adage is you know 10 games in you get a grasp of where a team could end up and the third, yeah. um, so you know, uh, if if you if you were to say this team can reach the playoffs, you're absolutely correct because th- this th- that's that you know we, we hear it so often, do we? It's a cliche. It's, oh, well, you can't judge until ten games, and well, if you want to judge now, you can mm-hmm. say self are capable of reaching the playoffs because they look they they're not you know absolutely blowing teams away like like a Chorley have or like a Stockport or a Harrogate did or something like that, you know. Yeah. But they're holding the round against everyone. They've got a genuine goal threat, especially in, in Daniel O'Dow, and they look pretty solid at the back as well. So it's mm. a good mixture.
2: I, I was just going to say, I don't think you can um, sort of sing their praises loudly enough for that draw because you stay unbeaten at home and if you do it, it while well, not playing great and in like the last minute, you kind of think well, you know, like, we're not going to be beating at home here. Like, Mm, it's, it's, if you can keep that going and the players have the mentality that they're not going to be beat at home, even if they just get a draw when playing badly, that's such a good thing. And, you know, to to push late and get the the equaliser from a source that doesn't usually score, you know, they didn't have to rely on Udo. And, yeah, I just thought that, looking back at it now, I just think it could be, you know, obviously it's not as many points, but I think it could be as valuable. As, as a win, really, yeah. just in terms of, uh, you know, it could be just one of those results you look back on and think, you know, if, if they'd have gone down 1-0 at home, it could have sparked, a, you know, maybe a little, a, a tougher time. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, just momentum. And that. I know that it took them into the FA Cup against lower opposition, but, yeah, I, I, stay on beating
0: at home and you can't go far wrong, in my opinion. That's it, and you're right in what you say in terms of stopping the rot. You don't want to lose two on the bounce because like wins it can snowball on you so if you if you win a couple of games suddenly you think you can win every game if you lose a couple suddenly you're wondering where the next point's going to come from so it's important that you know gavin's really instilled that mentality isn't it
1: yeah and there's you know gavin he, he's got he's got a few few kind of mantras and messages that he sticks by uh, trust the process is, is, is his big one yeah and and when I ever speak speak to players, that they so quick to say that we're all singing from the same sheet. We're all really trusting in what the manager says, and it's a really kind of positive mood around the place. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're so far removed from what we got at times last season, and that I, 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 I means to keep on banging about last season too much. But you you look at it you look at it now, and the difference is stark. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the the new book said as well. It's it's it, There's life. To the place again, yeah. And I think I think you know, Telford fans would agree with me. Last season, um, and, it, and 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 again, even the season before that, when you know, I mean, the past couple of years of me covering Telford, it, it has been a quiet place, and it's been almost a, a place of apathy mm. at times. But now they're all really kind of getting behind Gavin and um, and getting behind the players because you know, Gavin's a loud call cool lad He you know he leaves lives five five10 minutes on the grounds he's of course he's a former player that always helps yeah um, he's got Phil trainer another former favorite um, as his assistant and these players now the they're, they're building an identity they're hardworking they you know give all give their all but they've got that just that touch of quality about them as well and um, it's not a case of just trying hard. That that they can they can when they're really at it they can cut teams apart because they have got some talented talented players.
0: One of them talented players, Mister Rudo, uh, hat trick in the FA Cup. It's not a bad showing from him, was it? Not a bad showing at all. I've actually got a little bit of stick from uh,
1: my colleagues on the sports desk. Um, I've gave him I gave him a ten out of ten rating. Oh, I'll special that. Yeah, um, it's my second ever 10 out of 10 rating. Who was, uh, uh, was the first one? Uh, Ryan Giles, uh, last season. Oh, he wasn't it, bad if, last season.
2: Giving 10s out like hotcakes. Yeah. <laughs> um, Gosh. You ever given a 10, Lewis? No. No? I can't even remember giving a 9, to be mm, honest. Really? I mean, I don't want it that to me. The season <laughs> you had not, last year as, yeah, well. as well, you didn't well, give a
0: single 9.
2: Well, no, possibly a few 9s, but maybe I'm too harsh, I don't know. I think I... <sighs> I don't know, ratings are a weird one, aren't Yeah. They? I, I definitely haven't given a ten. And yeah, they're always subjective, aren't
1: they? And in the, in no matter what you put, somebody mm-hmm. else is going to disagree. Um, but we've just just with Udo, out. Um, he's, he's got the, it. It's it's. I've said he's got ice in his veins, and he's very cold blooded in front of goal because. Make him sound like a serial killer, <laughs> <laughs> especially when he's got time, and he kind of he's got that few seconds to think about it. The keeper rushes out, and he, he's just got the blinkers on, and there's there's not even a forward that he's going to miss it. He's ju- he just slots it in, nonchalant really. He doesn't even like put any pa- any real power behind it. Just passes it past the keeper, and he mm-hmm. just he just looks so cool and, and collected. Um, but it was just his all round play against Bedford, and I know Bedford are two two divisions below, um, but you can only really play with team frontier and. Yeah. Um, it, just from the first ten minutes, everything that he was touching, I thought was bl- yeah, bloody hell. He's he's, he's confident today. Um, he really looked, really looked at it, and um, he, he got a hat trick. He got one ruled out for offside, which looked question- questionable, uh. which that he probably was on. Uh, he got yeah, he got pulled from pillar to post. He, the keeper rushed. 25 yards off his line, completely wiped him out, and had he took it past the keeper as he was about to. He would have had an open goal. Keeper mm. gets a yellow. down now here questionable referee. In my eyes, it was a red. Um, but if you know, he, he he got he got kicked and kicked and pulled and pulled, but he kept going and uh, he got himself a natural. He gets 10 goals now in 11 games. And um, that is some going. Um, Marcus Dinanga last season, I was really impressed by. I thought he was, you know, he had the ability to to pl- to enjoy a successful career. And but I've, from what I've seen of Udo so far, he he's, he looks a more more rounded player than Dinanga was. Mm. Um, Dinanga was a little bit raw at times, had a bit of a, a sticky spell in terms of form, but he did bounce back from it. But uh, Udah every week has looked pretty, pretty good, and uh, he's got plenty of goals, and the fans are really getting behind him because they've realised that he's he, um, he's such a such a natural scorer, he's not commonplace in that division, and yeah. he, he's just, he looks, to me, every bit um, a football league player, to be honest.
2: On, on our fun Saturday nights, fill in Monday's newspaper, Joe and I usually discuss the uh, topics of the day, yeah, and uh, I said, when was the last Telford hat trick? I, I mean, I was trying to think myself. Um, I couldn't really remember. I was wondering if if Joe knew, and he had the audacity to throw in two from the Shropshire Senior Cup. <laughs> oh, I'm wow. not having it, Luke. I'm not having it. And <laughs> I'm not. I'm not trying to dig at this competition, you know. But I, I, I mean, you know, maybe we should make it Joe's homework to find the last hat trick other than Denanga and Jordan Murphy's um, efforts against whoever it was against. I yeah. um. <laughs> can't even think who it was against. I think it, it was all, it,
1: Marky Drake with yeah. no Well Yeah. again, like no, nothing
2: against them, but I'd be interested to know. Yeah, you know, I can't quite remember one. I'm sure it would have either been in the the, the, the promotion season of the, the Conference of North. Yeah. or Watson. Yeah. Uh, but that's a while. You know, yeah. a massive, massive while. And you know, looking at it from afar, Denanga, he got goals early on, didn't he? But then he was sort of. Rob Edwards didn't really know what to do with him, forced yeah. out onto the wing and it was clear it wasn't his position and then got his confidence affected. But I think, you know, Gavin, Cowan and Udo could be a like a dream team, really. I think Gav will just be showering him with sort of praise and confidence. And I read Joe's story about like how he's doing laps at Lillishaw with a parachute or whatever it was, yeah, parachute, parachute running. Yeah. And you just think, well, this kid's... Like, he wants it. it. obviously let go from a league club crew, was it? Crew, yes. And, awesome, um, yeah, I had a couple of loans in there at local clubs, Hales Owen and stuff, and it didn't really, I mean, it, I don't know if he... did could, well at Hales Owen. I think he was at Chester
1: before that, and he lasted three games yeah. or, and didn't do anything. Uh, went to, to Leamington at the end of last season, scored against Telford, and... I think it was either Connor Johnson or Shane Sutton. So I can't remember which one. He really kind of, kind of left yeah. left him for dead with his pace, and um, he, that kind of, you know, who's his kid? That, mm. but, and uh, I think Telford fought the same, and Gavin obviously kept him in mind after that. Mm. I think, you know, the, there was a bit of. Not controversy, but I think there was a few from the Leamington end uh, that were the, not very happy when he signed for Telford. Uh, I think there was some snake emojis flying about on Twitter. Oh, um, the
0: Fabian it, Delph of none. Yeah.
1: So whether he, whether he you know it looked like he was going to sign for Leamington, but of course then Charles Charles Telford. Um, I had enough of snake
0: emojis
2: over the summer. <laughs> but
1: he's uh, yeah, he's fairly local to Telford. Um, I'm pretty sure he's from the area. And um, it's, it just seems like a perfect fit. Not far from the FA Cup proper. Could we see that happen? <laughs> hopefully, and hopefully, and and obviously, you know, you want a good run in the cup. To get if they get to the first round as they did last year, they'll get a you know a cool forty nine grand, which it's <laughs>
0: so big. That's big money for for that's a month. It, like it, it's it's
1: crazy. it's crazy. It's crazy. It's you know doubled it all rounds from last year and. Uh, from what I understand, the money isn't readily available. It's added to then your to your kind of budget for the following season. So, yeah. and, and that kind of fits in well with Telford's theme. You know, they're looking to build, and um, obviously, it'd be great if they could get into the playoffs this year. Um, but for, for Gavin and for everyone else there, I think it's very much a, kind of a project. They're kind of thinking long term, few few years at least. If they had an added forty nine grand into the budget for for next year, that'd be absolutely huge. Um, if you just get to the proper rounds, you want them to kind of shower, you know, give a better account of themselves because they they went to Hereford last year in the first round proper, and Heref, Hereford at the time were in the division below, and they uh, lost one 0 and it just smacked of a massive missed opportunity in my eyes, and uh, they just didn't really ever get going that seemed a bit nervous on the day Mm. Um, if they get to the first round proper this year you know they've got two two more games Um, it's either Warrington or a Consit? yeah Concit is correct yeah in in the uh, I mean uh, Joe's uh, off to County Durham yeah to be honest (laughs) I'd uh, by by the time this you know this goes out we'll probably probably know which one of the two it is but um, yeah it's it's you, you've got two more games, ideally to get to that first round, and you know you're hoping for a league club, aren't you? You're hoping for a league club, you know, a Charlton, uh, 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 either at home or or, or even away. You know? Wouldn't it be great
2: if they were drawn against each other, Town? Oh, and, it would be great. Yeah, that would that, that, be the that
1: big one. But um, you know, a, a, a Portsmouth or a Charlton yeah. or a you know, a Bristol Rovers or some someone like that that would be, uh, be equally as uh, exciting for Telford. Yeah, throw
0: some cameras
2: there as well, that would be decent. I just thought, Luke, speaking on Udo, just before we finish on him, just worth mentioning and I'm not trying to, absolutely not trying to bring the mood down but I think it's relevant, you know, it's no push to be saying he will be watched already, he will have been watched, yeah. he will have caught the eye already, won't he? And clubs will be looking without a doubt, you know. I mean, I saw yesterday, I saw... Uh, midfielder from Kidderminster Harriers linked with a load of football league clubs mm. Ed, Ed Williams and you know Kitty so without a doubt Udo will have caught the eye
1: yeah everyone wants a goal scorer didn't they everyone everyone is always searching for that so that's somebody to, to stick the ball in the back of the net and crew would probably take him <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah
1: well like, I said that you just look you look at him and you just think to yourself why why was he released and I know you kind of get to a point with these players. He's 22 now, and perhaps they gave him a few years. But I don't think he ever really got a crack um, at the first team. And until until you kind of give him a shot, you never know, do you? And exactly. um, mm-hmm. maybe it was just worth just giving him a couple of games, and then thinking, well, he's not for us. He's got to go somewhere else. But he, uh, yeah, he, he looks. If he carries on going the way he's, he'll he'll end up uh, back in the in the league.
0: Yeah, might be kicking themselves now. Uh, let's talk double-barreled strikers. Joe, have we had any movement? Please tell me we've had some movement. <sighs> we've had zero movement. Uh, oh. I did warn a fortnight
2: ago if we'd had zero <laughs> movement, I would be borderline suicidal, and I'm feeling pretty down. <laughs>
1: um,
0: there was a, there was an assist, though. What Was
2: there? Yeah.
1: yeah
0: oh, I wrote, okay. Come Matthew Barnes-Homer got oh, an assist. Oh, of course, oh. yeah. Of course, yeah. Wake yeah. up. Of course. Yeah. Do you want another coffee? <laughs> are we are we going to start issuing half points for assists? was um, an idea, Lewis Cox issued to yeah, me. Yeah, go on then. We're struggling. Aren't yeah, we? I mean, go on. That, think... that, that changes the table
1: a little bit. Then
0: <laughs> we'll have to review. We'll have to review all the other goals this season to see if any of the other <laughs> double-barreled strikers have don't gotten think assists. Have been, no, thinking. no.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, so okay. So Matt Barnes Armour is he's been getting been getting the team after for. Last few weeks for for Telford and God's been listening and and uh, he's been he's been he's been pretty good and yeah. he, he's been an option from the bench uh, he's a bit of a target man but he's looked quite sharp um, looks a hell of a lot sharper than he did in his spell last year uh, he's obviously got good pedigree he's played for England C he's, you know played for a lot of clubs he's, he was in as a Osterson's in. Um, is it Sweden he's played in the league uh, he was at Luton he for a so. time yeah. uh, Mac- Macclesfield uh, he, it was Kidderminster about a decade ago where he really kind of turned heads, and that's where that was his springboard but yeah, um, yeah he came on and got the assist for, for Henry Kerens his goal against Stockport and um, he's, he's, he's had he's had kind of a chance to impress because of Amari Morgan Smith being out injured with an injury so that's why there's been now movement for, for Amari
2: um, <laughs> quite literally <laughs> um, actually Amari Morgan Smith has been doing his rehab with one Chris skit yeah well did he, you see that he's been doing bits with, with Chris
1: hasn't he and he's been doing he's been Doing bits we Gav as well mm. um, at the cryozone uh, chambers oh, in uh, oh, wow. Shrewsbury.
0: Um, I'd love to give them a go. By the way, how cold is it getting them? Like minus eighty or it's something. like my so car this some, morning. not uh, <laughs>
1: something ridiculous. Um, yeah, so they've been having a go at that, and I think it's done the trick. Um, I think he should be back uh, if not this weekend, uh, the weekend after. So. Um, yeah, so Amari's still on one. Uh, uh, Matt Barnes Armour there on a half a point Yes for his assist. Good job, Matt. Um, And then the sh- two Shrewsbury lads, uh, Aaron Amari Holloway, we spoke about him, looked decent from the bench, but he's still goalless. And uh, Linnell John Lewis, uh, that goal uh, that Chelsea. Chelsea. at Cholton, uh, that, that puts him on one as well. So uh, Linnell and Amari uh, are the joint leaders. Uh, Matt Barnes Armour chomping at the bit. In third, Aaron, the basement boy. It's
2: uh, at, uh, at fourth. I would like to see Amadi Holloway given a go from the start, and I think he could, he could get up and running, and I think he could storm that table. I think nice li- little brace the weekend. Yeah, um, yeah, I think you'd probably look at it and say he's, he's the wild card,
1: isn't he, at this point? Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, not it's it's. I think we said a few weeks ago, didn't we, that they'd like to think between them they'll get you know tw- twenty goals. Is that um, might what be we stretching now?
0: Uh, early days. It's yeah. early days. Uh, <laughs> when, some faith.
1: when you've got when you've got one out injured, it's difficult, isn't it? And because of Telford, because of the form of O'Dam and Brown, uh, Smith and Barnsorrow have been make, having to make do with substitute appearances, and uh, it, it's it's a little bit different at town. You, you know, you're playing with one striker, and they've got neither know, of those like, two. Yeah, it's yeah. neither <laughs> of those two. So it, it, it's difficult, but. Um, yeah, maybe for town. I think for the sake of this um, this segment <laughs> and for the sake of results, I think get two up front, just throw yeah. caution to the wind a little bit because Telford have done the same themselves. Um, albeit the system is a little bit different, so there's not much width uh, to it. It's a narrow midfield for, um, but town, while they didn't play an out and out two up front last season. Um, John Nolan was quite, was almost a second striker at times. Mm. It's just because there's not really a player to kind of bridge that gap at the moment. It's it's neither hit, neither yeah. kind of a, an attacking two or a, it's 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 difficult. They haven't really got that player to kind of play that role. Perhaps Doherty kind of has the potential to to yeah. do it because he likes to get on the end of things, but because of how good he is on the ball, you want him a bit deeper, making things happen. So mm. um, it's a difficult one, but. If, yeah for the sake of this segment John if you're listening
2: Mr Askey get to it for us are yeah. we doing all competitions in this I think we've got to aren't we yeah we've got Vegas, Yeah, I do not know. yeah I'd yeah, imagine yeah, so yeah.
0: Um, remind the listeners guys of the two Hall of Famers who made it into our double belt Huge. Hall of Fame last week the Sheriff the Sheriff the Rosebud Chief yeah do I can't heard? remember the full name of that who team. was yours uh, uh, can't remember. It is early, it is early. I can't, I can't. Was it Jamal?
1: No, no. That it wasn't it, Campbell
0: Rice, No, was it?
1: no, oh, it was... God, um, God.
0: Um, have you got him noted down? I haven't.
2: Oh, this is embarrassing. Can you think? It was the first Premier League, that was the stat. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh no. I Christ, can't, I, can't, I can't think for the life of me
1: what his name is now. Wow. Well. I, I, I bigged him up uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago and they were... He played for Sheffield Wednesday. You played for next Friday.
2: <laughs> uh, Luke tapping away at his Google. Uh, we'll I just have to... No, uh, don't spoil the surprise. Uh, we'll just have he's, to breeze he's, 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 over he's by, that. Chris his, Bart Williams. Chris
1: Bart Williams, that's the one. Yeah, it, it was right on the tip of my tongue.
0: I yeah. had huh. <laughs> so uh, Jamal campbell Russell have to wait for another week. Then <laughs> I only had to know Potentially. Yeah, um, well... This week, Joe, you're fortunate. You you don't have to come up with a nominee this week. Yeah, I don't, I don't down, think
1: I'd be able to this week. It's down. <laughs>
0: it's down to me and Lewis to come up with our our um our double barrel nominees. For those who listen, who don't listen in too regularly, we have a hall of fame of double barreled strikers in honor of the four Not just double strikers or double barreled players, I should say. Uh, in honor of the double barrel strikers that we we keep a tally on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those were the two names to make it in last week. Uh, we all normally only take one, but they were both so impressive. I, I accepted yeah. both into the prestigious hall. The competition
2: has been relentless this week in the Shropshire Star HQ. Um, myself and Luke have been sort of throwing daggers at each other, and kind of
0: there's been trash talk. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. There's been trash talk. Yeah. I Lewis, think I'm taking you down, to be honest.
0: Well, I, I can't see it, mate. Uh, but you know what, Lewis you can go first. I'm going to give you the the opportunity right. to to sell your player to Joe Edwards. <sighs>
2: Okay, I think you are like this. I, I think he's like, my man, my hyphenated m- m- hero. He's got one of the best left foots our generation Premier League era has ever seen. Um, so claim that. He's got, he's got an absolute <laughs> hammer. That's absolute hammer. And no, he's not John Honorisa. No, Thomas Tulsberger is not. <laughs> he's, not um, he's not. He's <laughs> not. not yeah, no, no. He, well, he's not. He, he's not English. My, my player. He's not British even. He. I. I mean, I'm not going to make you guess. But, but someone that I sort of joined joined his club in in England top flight when I think we would have started maybe taking notice of football. And I, I was a big fan of this guy. I'd, I'd actually come across him on a. A computer game, champ manager, the oh, old one. 0304, in my opinion, the best. Playing for his team in, in now I want to say Norway. Norway, I believe. No, it might actually be Denmark. But my Somewhere suggestion... In Scandinavia, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my suggestion to you, Joe Edwards, is one,
0: Morten Gamst Pedersen. Oh, I'm going to kill him. Oh. I'm going to kill
2: him. Do you, do you remember some of his goals?
0: Yeah, I remember. He scored a couple against Villa a when couple. he played for Blackburn. Oh, um, I, I remember the 6-4. Villa Villa beat Blackburn 6-4. Uh, in the Old League Cup. Uh, I can't remember whether it was the Carling Cup, or the Worthington Cup. I don't know. They changed the name. I, Car- think. I
1: think it would have been Carling at the time. Every
0: bloody year they changed the I mean, name. He was Cup. so
2: good. for On on that Champ or 0304, when he played for Tromso, I don't know how I remember that. I haven't even Googled his name. I just remember he played for that team. He had 20 long shots. That was out of 20. 20 long throws. He was just a... And then he came to England, and I, as like a 10-year-old, was like, I'm ahead of the game here. I mean, you know what I mean? Like... A, but yeah, I just, he, he, he brings back great memories f- for me. So he's my man and I just, the de- hammer. Uh, some of those goals. Move over, hit Salzburger.
0: Nah, no way, mate. All right, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. There's no <laughs> way he's making it into his Hall well, of fame. Well, I'm not interested in no your Rio Coca or Oxlade-Chamberlain. Nah, no, nah, this is completely, of... I've gone down a completely different route, right? This guy, British as they come. <laughs> signed as an apprentice goalkeeper, He was converted into a centre-back. How often do you see a keeper converted into an outfield player? This is like Edison. This this guy was well before his time. (laughs) Great with the ball at his feet. Played for Southampton, Exeter, Bournemouth, Luton, Plymouth, Bristol City and Yeovil. Was also listed as England's poshest footballer. He won that award. He was the poshest footballer in England according to (laughs) wherearetheynow.com. Managed non-league in Dorset. Now owns a building company in the same part of the country. Has a son who isn't up for the, uh, the double-barrelled uh, Hall of Fame. You've been on Wikipedia, you, Luke? I've been researching this guy heavily. Uh, his son, by the way, plays for Bournemouth Poppies FC in the Wessex League. See the research I've gone into here. This man, his name is Forbes Philipson Masters. <laughs> Six foot one defender. He's now aged sixty two. a great name. Do you want his full name? Forbes Ernest Phillips and Masters. Yes. Can played can... played in the seventies and eighties. Were you aware of this fellow, or did you have to kind
2: of Google best doorbell names? I, I, I'm a bit suspicious here.
0: No comment.
1: You, uh, um, I'm a, I'm a, you know, I've often heard the tales of his, uh, you know. Master, masterful performances for, for Bournemouth, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. At the, at the back.
0: The, the fact that he's converted goalkeeper. How often do you see a converted goalkeeper? His distribution was second and that, wasn't it? you know you who know, was a converted goalkeeper, by the way? You? No, I, I always played in goal. Ronaldo, the original Ronaldo.
2: Yeah, was it? I heard
0: a story. Apparently he played in goal before he went up for a corner, scored a goal. <laughs> Manager thought...
2: Can I just dip in here because Morton Gams Pedersen at the age of 37 I've just realised 37 is back playing for Tromso this is incredible I'm so happy I mean you're not going to win mate come on it's fairytale
1: stuff I'm getting into technicalities here but is Gams Pedersen a
0: a double barrelled surname? I'm not entirely sure it is oh no am I in trouble? does it have to have a hyphen? Well, well, to be well, honest, mate, he, I'm uh, going to be... I mean, it's not like,
2: it's not like he's stuck a... He's not, he's not trying to be cool and stuck his kind of middle net. You know, he's not... I'm trying to think of someone who's done that. But, you know, he's not just like, on oh, I'm Alley, I'm just going to call myself he, That He has got three names, do you know what I mean? Is Gamst...
1: Isn't it like one of the... Sometimes these foreign players, you get... Like Van in... Van, Van
0: Percy. Is Van Persie double barrel.
1: Because like, John Arnarese isn't double-barrelled, is it really?
0: No. <sighs> Man, you could be I mean, this is this is the issue, Luke. You got to do your research. If
1: there's any Norwegian listeners that want to correct me, then uh, feel free. But don't, because I'm getting down to technicalities, I know.
2: But 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 did did Luke even know his hero? It doesn't matter uh, if I knew him. him. <laughs> I, I think the fact that he got the Poshies Footballer Award yeah, is, is, just, uh, is just is uh, just.
1: I'm I'm obliged to tip my hat in favour <laughs> of Luke. I think this week it's knew it. Uh, it's, it uh, look, he's getting well. Just just remind us of his name,
0: Forbes. Philipson Masters. Yeah. That, yeah he's that, in. That,
1: that's that's got to be in. Just, just on nine alone, to be honest.
0: Devastated. I told you I'd beat you. Devastated. His trash talk throughout throughout the week was well worth it. I've
2: working. been robbed. Robbed? You're Pedersen kidding? is a distant relative of Norwegian musician Paul Waktar Savoy, who <laughs> actually does have an <laughs> hyphenated... Uh, but he's not a footballer.
0: No, no, no. no okay. Come on, Lewis. You've lost now. <laughs> Give it up, mate. Give it up. Let's 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 uh, let's, let's let's move on because we are, we are pushing for t- pushing time here now. Uh, quickly talk about TNS. Um, not a yeah. bad little run for them recently. beat Aver- with six nil before a two nil win at Lanelli Town. Mm. Drew Ballatown nil nil. Uh topping the Welsh Prem by a point at the moment. Uh, surprise, surprise. Uh, yeah, You've so got a lot
2: of time for some of your pron- pronunciations. Early.
0: I mean, I'm um, I'm not Welsh. <laughs> How would you pronounce it?
2: Which which one? Go on. Do we read the team Aberystwyth.
0: Yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah, correct. Llanelli town. I think it's. Llanethle.
2: It's Llanethle. There's Hl- a bit. of... There's not. Oh, there's a lot. I'm. Hl- Hl- I mean, Hl- I'm not gonna. Hl-
0: I'm. I mean, I'm not gonna get involved. Well, here. I don't used to live well, in Llanfair. Well, I've been. I've been. to Wales, three times in my lifetime. You're missing out. Just trying to be as technical as Joe was in the previous segment. It's. Yeah, yeah, that's lovely. Lovely part of the world. Been to, I've been to Cardiff. I've been. <gasps> now
1: you want to get in the countryside. So mean, get up
0: north. Been to Mine Gwyneth. You've never had a. You,
1: you've never had a weekend trip to Barmouth.
0: Oh, much harder place. No mate. Oh, I, I was hey, more of a Western... My, my family were a western supermare. Come on. Okay. But when I was when I was younger, I used to live in Somerset, so we were right by the seaside. Do, a, you bit of,
1: do a bit of crabbing in Barmouth,
2: mate.
0: You know. I did that in the summer. Yeah. He, you you caught, caught crabs right in right Barmouth. Uh, uh,
2: actual crabs. Uh, <laughs> actual, actual crabs of the uh, pincer
0: type. L- yeah.
1: L- Lewis has got the right idea. Barmouth, mate. Get down there. there. All right, well, either we'll, way, we'll TNS
0: doing well. Let's get on to Welly Watch. Welly Watch, Joe. Hit me with it.
1: Right, so at the moment, they're, they're not quite where they'd want to be in, in West Midlands Division 1. Uh, 15 fair to 17 teams. Um, but they did get a very good win in the Vars. Yeah, uh, recently. 6-3 uh, win, and uh, that'd be a nice nice little run for them um, in the, in the Vars. Um, I think it was against Racing Club Warwick. Um, six, oh, what a name six. that is, so, Racing Club Warwick. 6-3. So, 6-3 six, six win in the Vars, um, the, but then after that, they lost in the league, a uh, uh, five-goal thriller uh, <laughs> against uh, Bromyard Town. Uh, the the came, came out on the wrong end, uh, lost 3-2. Yeah. Uh, uh, as you're listening, uh, these coming out on Wednesday. They're, they're in action tonight at Wren's Nest. Huge so, game. Big, big game. And, uh, yeah, the, I mean, the club has gone through it. This is a transitional year mm. um, for, for Wellington Wellington Amateurs. Of course, you know, the, the, the merge with Gates Athletic, there's, a, there's all different kinds of players there and different management and, and things like that. And
2: um, I think we just hope they find their feet. And, yeah. And, you know... Consolidate and survive. I know the management were ambitious. I remember speaking to them before the season. You know they've got players from Oak and Nick Gates but those are players that have done well at West Mid's yeah. level before. Uh, but maybe you know maybe things have changed. I don't know. Um, I just yeah we, we hope we, we don't want to see them battling the drop. Yeah. You know.
1: And and they've had a difficult few weeks haven't they? With, uh, of with, course. With, with, with Dave pass, passing away, so uh, the, the you know the, the owner and uh, you know they've done so much for the club, Dave Gregory. So. We, yeah, we're, we're, we're hoping that they'll turn it around over the next few weeks because they've had a they've had a tough year and hopefully uh, they'll come, come fighting, yeah. come out the other end.
2: They're on to Wren's Nest tonight and uh, live Shropshire Star updates from Joe Edwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Not quite, but um, I'll be keeping an
1: eye at but a little. They get three
0: points. Yeah, come on, well, All right, let's preview the game. It's the big ones. Uh, firstly, Shrewsbury Town versus Gillingham. Fellow strugglers, um, three points on the cards, please. Ah, oh, please, please. Twentieth against twenty-first.
2: Ten games in. You know, I mean, it's, it's kind of the time, uh, stereotypically, uh, historically, when, yeah, as Joe touched on actually, when tables take shape, when you know, the word pressure, when you know, when tables starts taking shape, it's it's not the early 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 stage of the season anymore, is it? And, you know, at this stage. You know, those two clubs have not had the start they wanted to. Gillingham have struggled for a few years and I think could struggle this season. And I just expect Town to have too much quality for them. But they need to play a hell of a lot better than they did at Glanford Park. need to learn lessons about creating chances when they're on top, about finding the corners and not having shots blocked. Um, I do expect them to win, though. I do. Mm. I, I don't know if it's blind faith. or No, I, I, I've just seen enough still. I've seen, you know, if they can recreate their performance against South End when they won I think they'll have too much um, yeah I'm com- I'm confident of a win um, I think it's worth noting actually that after this Saturday uh, they go to Warsaw on Tuesday night mm. um, huge game really I mean one that fans look out for in the calendar so the Banks is where they haven't won since uh sort of like 93 I think that kind of era um, ideal game for me <laughs> um, I'll roll out of bed uh But no, it yeah, big period. And also, for the whole of September, I mean, next Tuesday is October, madly enough. For the whole of September, they've not had a Tuesday night game. So it's been Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. And I not felt broken up, but it felt like they've had a lot of time behind the scenes training and you'd think that might help, really, in in gelling and and so on. But, I, I mean, the results wouldn't necessarily say... They have, but I think when you get into the nitty gritty, the kind of Tuesdays, I think it's easy to maybe build up some form and momentum. Like easier for to start going into to games off the back of games, going into a Tuesday off the back of a good Saturday, and you may be in a better place. I don't know. That's just a, something that, that might happen, in opinion. But yeah, a, a big, you know, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, a big three, four days for John Askew. Those two games, a home game that he should win. And a derby game, really, that it won't be great for them if they lose. Uh, But, you know, Warsaw are playing well, aren't they? Having a good season. Certainly are. Um, So, you know, Town will want to go and, you know, sort of say, you know, don't forget about us. We can sort of spoil the party, really. Warsaw have only lost once and, you know, it would be great to break the duck at at the Bankses. But, yeah, let's look at Chillingham and getting three points because... You know, it's, it's a game you don't even want to draw on Saturday if you should be the home team. You know, did we did we not, Joe, say six-pointer? Yeah,
1: yeah, early six-pointer, I think,
2: yeah. Yeah, I think uh, one of the best cliches going. Uh, yeah, everyone loves a six-pointer. Everyone loves it? a September six-pointer, yeah. if such a thing exists. I don't know if
0: John Askew will think it's a six-pointer.
1: Yeah, maybe it's a bit of a stretch, but yeah, I, you know, yeah. it's just kind of tongue-in-cheek comments. But, yeah, it is an important game, so yeah. is.
0: Yeah. yeah, And Telford, of course, long old trip, Blythe Spartans. Yeah, I, I'm not making the trip. I'm um, actually
1: going to be in Burnham for the weekend. But, oh, uh, very nice. A little yeah. holiday. Yeah, get away for a couple of nights. But, um, yeah, it's uh, I fancy Telford to get back to winning ways in the league uh, in this one. Uh, Blythe, <sighs> of course, the trip is not the best. It's uh, It's a hell of a trip up there. Um, Blythe turned a lot of heads last season. They were new to the division last season, and a lot of uh, teams struggled to kind of deal with them. They've got some good players, uh, Robbie Dale especially. Uh, mm. Scored a few goals against Birmingham in the Cup famously a few years ago, and he's caught. He, you look at him, and he doesn't really look the part, um, but he always scores goals, and he always gets past defenders. Um, I like Jarrett uh, Rivers. Yeah, you. yeah, Rivers is a good player as well. They've got some good players going forward, especially. Um, but I think at the back they've been they been uh, not quite as, a, as as assured as last year. And um, yeah, they're, they're they're quite low down in national law at the moment. And uh, I think Telford yeah, will fancy the chances of getting back on the horse and getting getting another win uh, in the league. And they've got pretty much everyone available. Uh, you know, Steph Morley should be back, hopefully. Um Amari Morgan Smith, as I mentioned, um, is he's, he's he's chomping at the bit really, he's looking to be back involved. They've got the lad on loan from Warsaw who can play again, Callum Cockrell Molly, to another double barrel player, um yeah. who, who didn't play in the Cup because at the request of his parent club Warsaw, but uh, yeah, so they've got pretty much everyone available, and I'd, I'd imagine they can go out and uh, get the three points. Yeah,
0: get, get back on that promotion push, eh? Even though Chorley, <laughs> Chorley look at absolute unit. Yeah, Chorley look fantastic. Only it, four goals conceded, nine wins, one it, draw. And a
1: few former books there as well, uh, Elliot Newby, Josh Wilson, and uh, of course the manager Jamie Vermilio, he's, he's, he's doing fantastic, and uh, you've just got to... And Telford have got them coming up soon yeah um it's home. That's, that's that's a big that's a
2: big game six pointer <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> six pointers uh, all over the shop the that, that's a, that's, that, that's a big game and if and if Chorley of course you know win this weekend if 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 Telford could inflict you know Chorley's first defeat that would be a massive statement of intent mm.
0: so let's get predictions guys predictions first well, of all Shrewsbury Town versus Gillingham i mean Gillingham Started the season okay,
2: I was, I was just going to add, sorry, t- to the preview a little bit there, but dropped like a stone. I've just looked, they've lost seven from eight, including, and and, and the only one that wasn't a defeat was a nil-nil draw. It's a shocking run of form, mm. really is. Um, but, you know, I I, I mean, even before seeing that, I back town for the win at home, and I think they will win 1-0. Joe? 1-1.
0: 1-1. One, one. I'm going for a 2-1, Shrewsbury. 2-1. And Blythe Spartans away. Telford. 2 nil Telford. Lewis. Um. Mm. nil 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 0 Borefest. Oh, exciting that, isn't it? Oh, no, sorry. 2-0, Telford. 2-0, yeah. Telford. Now, before we go, I'm going to ask you both. You uh, you both fancy running a half marathon? Absolutely not. You've been trying to route me into
1: it. Had, had, had I had... I had a Bit more notice than I think I probably would have done it, but a half marathon to me is not something you can just do on you know, a you need a bit of
0: practice. Oh, poor four from you guys, but no, uh, for the listeners, the Express and Star and Shropshire Star are running the Great Birmingham Run, which is a half marathon through uh, the second city. Uh, we're doing it for a great cause, we're doing it for cure leukemia, of course, had links with a uh, local area, obviously with wolves, but you know, a great cause nonetheless. Um, I will be running it. I'm going to drag Joe Edwards along and I'll do my utmost to bring Lewis, Lewis Cox along too. If I promise you both a meal afterwards, would you uh, would you both be inclined? I don't, like Joe, I don't think I could manage it, to be honest. On Sunday morning, eh? It's only thirteen Sunday miles. morning, that makes it worse <laughs> yeah.
2: after we've been right until about 2am. Yeah. But on the subject, I'm actually considering the three peaks next year. The three with my, peaks? Uh, with my old man, with my dad. We're, we're yeah, discussing the idea of that, which... Um, You know, scares me to death as well. But yeah, that'll be
0: interesting if you did that. Very interesting. Yeah, would be it would be intriguing. I don't know how you'd manage it. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, for those for those interested in donating, any amount you can give, small or large, uh, just go to justgiving.com forward slash fundraising forward slash express hyphen and hyphen star. Um, Anything you obviously donate will go you going straight to cure leukemia. We don't get any of that. Post a link, can't we? Yeah, we can pop the link in um, the description here. So. Um, expect us three to be running along or maybe me um, with, <laughs> with, with uh, maybe some tweets of support from these two because they don't seem entirely keen if you can get onto them on Twitter then please do it um, but no that about wraps it up guys so um, anything to add no cheers Luke been a pleasure as always it's never a chore yeah
1: yeah fantastic yeah
0: looking forward to the circle tonight oh immensely it, it's keeping me going uh, that's it. So, uh, from me, from Joe, from Lewis, thank you guys, and we'll catch you in a fortnight's time.